This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. And yourself? Good. We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. So many things happen all the time. But before we get into anything, Mike, I, uh, oh, you know what? I, I Actually, I should tell you this first. Did you hear, did we talk about, I don't think we talked about this last week, how Warner Brothers has announced that a number of their wide release films are going to premiere on HBO Max on the same day they come out in theaters in 2021. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about that. I think it might have just happened last time we recorded. Yeah. So that's that's a step in the right direction for killing uh, movie theaters like we all want to happen. Yeah. But uh, speaking of killing movies, Mike, I've got a parent's guide game for you. A very special parent's guide game. So without further ado, I'm going to read you profanity. Uh, Lots of profanity, including uses of the F word, including a few sexual uses, and at least one with mother. The S word, ass words... (laughs) Slash, including asshole, and several other swear words. I love that it's f f word, s word, and ass words. Is it the movie Pearl Harbor? No, no, it's not Pearl Harbor. Although that's not you know because it's yeah it's December seventh. That's that's a I I maybe I should have done Pearl Harbor. Uh, Probably. <laughs> so. Uh, violence and gore. A car blows up. Nobody in it. The long kiss goodnight. No. Lots of slapstick, including slapstick fighting and comic destruction. Uh Is this, um, like a naked gun? No. Uh, let's see. Sex and nudity. Uh, considered crude sexual humor. Spaceballs? Nope. Now this is maybe not going to give it away, but this is going to give you at least the the area I'm going in. Uh, frightening and intense scenes. None. Unless you are afraid of clowns. Is it it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, I am willing to bet you've never seen this movie. Uh, back to... Kill, vi- killer clowns from outer space? No. Back to violence and gore. A clown is shot, but uninjured. Ronald McDonald, the movie. A man is beaten to death with a juggling pin. There's a little blood. Is this cabin fever? No. Um, let's see. I think there's only one more. Oh, wait, no, there's some uh, drugs, alcohol, and smoking. Some smoking, including an exploding cigar. I don't think I know what this is. A group of clowns snort cocaine. 
Is this that movie with uh, Bobcat Goldthwait? It is, yes. I, I don't know what it's called, but I, I, I know he's a clown in that. Shakes the Clown. There you go. That is correct. The next one that I was going to read is A Kid Urinates on Shake's Head. Yeah, I, I've never seen that. I've never seen it either. I've seen the the um, you know, the DVD case or whatever, the VHS case, showing our age a little bit, but I've never actually so seen the movie. So this whole uh, thing was a lie. Yeah, well, I I brought up clowns because of what we were talking about earlier. Yes. Mike and I like to have conversations off the air, just so you know. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes. So, anyway, uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods this week? Uh, not too much. Uh, just hanging out, playing Nintendo. Did you watch any movies or anything new this uh, this weekend or week? We watched um, a Christmas story for the for, for my family. Now I've seen it. Uh, I think my wife's seen it before too. But our kids, uh, it was the first time, including my fifteen year old daughter, the first time she'd ever seen this movie. Is that the one with um uh, the uh, like the, that kid who shoots himself? Yeah, with with Ralphie Smith. <laughs> yeah, Ralphie Smith. Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out and all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. The Red Rider BB gun. They made a sequ- they made a sequel to that movie called yeah. uh, something about the summer or something like that. It's about him getting a his he got his driver's license and he wants a car now or something. Huh. It takes everything that's good about the first movie and ruins it. <laughs> See, I don't really like the uh, the movie that much. It, that was so. That was a movie, a Christmas story. That I don't know if you ever experienced this when you were a kid, and uh, kids today would never experience this. I don't think. But back before the internet, we had we had no idea what other people were doing, unless you know we knew them and talked to them and asked them. And I'd never said anything to my friends about, hey, my fucking dad loves this Christmas story movie and we watch it every fucking year and we own it on VHS and you know he loves it so much like I never said any of this to my friends and my friends never said that they ever watched this movie so when I was a kid when I was like you know eight or nine years old I was under the impression that this the a Christmas story was just a movie that that my family liked that it was one of those. It was not. So you a, didn't have TBS at the time, right? Exactly. It was not a. It was not a big hit, you know, in the theaters or anything. And it was one of those movies that just like you know, it like fell off a radar and nobody paid attention to. And me and my family were the only ones that knew of its existence and watched it. Um, and then, of course, you know, we get TBS, and that, and they start playing it twenty four hours a day. On Christmas Eve, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's not just our family. But, you know, like, I don't know if there was ever anything like that for you, Mike, that something you you and your family did or watched, and you were like, oh, you know, my family's like the only ones that really do this. Nobody else does this. No, not really. Yeah, that's like I said, I, I've told my kids that story, and I was like, you know, it's, it's so weird because you guys will never experience that because now with the Internet, you know. If you type in a Christmas story, you'll be like, oh, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. 
I um I also had uh, a card game we used to play called Kings in a Corner, and I thought my mom made it up. I feel that all of your family's card games were made up. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Lazy. Having uh, been, uh, you know, uh, by marriage, a part of the family for some time mm-hmm. now, I, I've played many crazy card games that I've never heard of outside of playing with your family. Yeah, Lazy Liz, Low Hole, Roll Your Own. <laughs> yeah, they make up some... DVDA. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Don't... Uh... Don't play that with Aunt Judy, though. She's the champion. <laughs> that thing's not a clown car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't endorse any of these comments Mark's making, by the way. Yeah. This is all on me. You, yeah. you, can, come at, you can come at me. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Although, uh, I, I stand by the fact that I think these games are all made up. Well, that is a bold stance. But you said uh, you found one of them that was actually like a legit and something other. Hmm. What? <laughs> you said you found a, a, a game called Kings in the Corner. Well, we used to play Kings in the Corner when I was a when I was a kid. It's like a I don't even know how to describe it. Like four people can play. You go around and you're it, it's like building solitaire lines. So like you know black huh. black king, red queen, black jack like that, and gotcha. um. Like I said, I, like my mom showed it to me when I was real little, like six, seven years old, and I thought my mom made up the game <laughs> until I started dating some woman, and she was like, and I was like, hey, let me show you this game, Kings in a Corner. She's like, oh, we used to play that all the time. I'm like, what? Other people know about this game, right? Yeah, it's crazy. She was old game. No, it's a it's a position. <laughs> You got to get another king, though. Right, four kings. It's not actually. called king. It's not called king at a corner. That's right, a king for each corner of the of the bedposts. Yes, because everybody has bedposts, right? <laughs> well, any 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 uh, woman that's down to uh, have a five way <laughs> with down like a clown with four dudes. Yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so when a, for clown porn. Is it, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to show her my, my Bozo face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Bozo the clown. Hey, uh, did you watch that movie, Mank? Oh no. That, that, has that come out now yet? Yeah, I meant to watch that and also the movie Freaky, which came out on VOD this week. I watched neither. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to see that Freaky as well. We can do Mank next week, though. I forgot that it came out. So, yeah, yeah so, I, might, I might have to watch it. So, well, yeah, we'll watch watch uh, David Lynch's Mank. <laughs> David Lynch? <laughs> I think it's David Fincher. <laughs> David Fincher, yeah. And David Lynch's would be different movie. David Lynch's would be a little different. Oh man. Never actually seen a David Lynch movie. No? What about um Eraserhead? No. Oh yeah. No. Is it pronounced Dune or or June? I don't know. I saw Eraserhead. Um It's weird. It's not bad, but it's weird. But you're not able to tell if it's good either. 
it's I don't know. I'm like I, I get I get torn uh, on that movie. I can see its merits, but it's I don't know. It's it, I'm not I'm not a giant. Um, obviously, because I've only seen one of his movies, I'm not a uh, giant David Lynch fan. So it's 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 tough. Tough to know. Sure. Did you uh, did you see Freaky? Or are you interested in seeing this movie? I haven't seen it yet, but I I've heard of it, and I am I am kind of interested in seeing it. It's that body swap, uh, teenage girl swaps bodies with a serial killer movie, right? Yeah, and it's, I think it's by the same people who did Happy Death Day. So it's like mm. that was like the the horror version of Groundhog's Day. Now it's like the horror version of like Freaky Friday, obviously. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds interesting. I I like what they've done with with Happy Death Day, so I'm definitely willing to give it a try. Yeah, the second one wasn't bad, but it wasn't. It was kind of. I, I don't like how they went more into actually what was that what was actually happening. Yeah, we saw the second one, and I kind of agree. Like with the, it's it's almost better to have it be completely unexplained than to try to have a like a scientific explanation for it. And everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 but I, but I still, it, it was still fun. It's still a fun movie. It's just not as good as the first one. Yeah, but hey, you want to hear what's uh, going on in Bossip these days? Yeah, let's talk about Bossip. All right, this headline reads: uh, "Caught creeping, little baby responds flusteredly to porn star claiming he paid her four figures for sex." Wow, four figures, little baby. Yeah, is he even, baby. Is he even old enough to uh, to frequent porn stars? Um, I think it's a or she. Ever? Oh, is it? Is a little baby a girl? It's a woman, yes. And uh, which is weird because a male porn star would be paying someone for sex. I mean, I don't think I think they have the best situation that's out there. Why would they need to pay for it? I have no idea. I'm not really familiar with little baby. Little baby's yeah. net worth. Apparently, though, is five million. Uh, let's see. Come on, I don't want to know all about their life. I just want to know the net worth. What are you looking at a recipe online? Four million. Yeah, no kidding. Four million dollars. I hate that when you when you're doing a recipe and it's like it goes into all these things. I uh, I use this recipe every time I go to my grandmother's house. She's uh, been recently diagnosed with uh, gout and <laughs> like goes into this whole uh, thing. It's like, just tell me uh, how many fucking tablespoons of butter. Yeah, and it's usually a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why grandma got gout. Um, so f- $4 million for a little baby. I was close. Yeah. Little baby. All right, the way Bossip is now, they've changed it. It's like more like a almost like a normal news site. It's not like the the familiar blog like scroll. It's because of the the um the legitimacy we gave them by featuring them on our show. I think you're right. All right, uh, SMH. You know what SMH means, uh, Mark? Uh, is that shake my head? Very good. All right. Tisha Campbell revealed ex Dwayne Martin left her with $7 in her pocket when marriage ended. (laughs) How much was in her bank account, though? Yeah, I don't know. You know who Tisha Campbell is? No, I have no idea. Wait, wait. How dare you? Wasn't she on um, 
She she was on Martin or something like that, right? Yeah, Gina from Martin. Yeah, damn Gina. Oddly enough, she married a man with the last name Martin, but I don't know who Dwayne Martin is. Do you know who Dwayne Martin is? Uh, that is Dwayne Wade's cousin. Oh, they have the same first name. That's how that works. <laughs> yep. It's I, Steve Martin's son, Mark. I believe they're also. Um, I believe they're also related to uh, Dwayne Wayans too. Um, let's see. Dwayne Martin is an American actor, apparently. What's he uh, in? He's fifty-five. Let's see his filmography. Uh, White men can't jump. He was Willie Lewis, above the rim. Oh, so he he's a pretend basketball player. He was in Down Periscope and and Scream Two. Huh. Yeah, I don't know who. I, I'm looking at a picture of the guy. And I, I still don't know who he is. Officer Number One from the Faculty. That's how I know him. <laughs> Let's see. I saw the Faculty on Christmas. He. Oh, did you this Christmas? Yeah. Uh, no, I used to go to the movies like on Christmas because like nobody else was there, and they'd often have like a new release. Mm-hmm. But I saw the faculty, and it, it was okay. I like the faculty. It's one of those, like, um, you know, it's not a great movie, but it's one of those that's like, oh, yeah, that was that was that was decent. Yeah. Apparently, he was in the Real Husbands of Hollywood, which I guess is the that's that's PC gone mad, uh, Mike. Make uh, you know one of the husbands gonna have. <laughs> First, the war on Christmas, now this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, I don't, what the fuck has he done? Like, so he married Gina, that makes him a husband of Hollywood, I guess? I mean, yeah, he's he's been in a few things as, like, I mean, he's, you know, he's acted more than I have. Um, but. He's like that guy from uh, Super Troopers at the beginning, the, the Snozberries guy. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's in a couple things, but he's married to, like, that lady who was on the, uh, the one Mad Men movie. Is he? Yeah. Wait, which one on Mad Men? Uh jeez. Uh, I think it's one with a huge knocker. Or so, no, she's a redhead. <laughs> Christine Hendricks. <laughs> well, I think. I think Maybe that, that's the same one. It is the same one. Christine Hendricks. I know she's on a uh, a show called Good Girls. Knockers. No. <laughs> no, she's on a show called Good Girls uh, that my wife and I uh, watch. I bet you do watch that, Mark. Yeah, she's married to... Yeah, fuck, you're right. What the fuck? How did... Anybody that wants a laugh, go and look up Christina Christina Hendricks' IMDb photo, and then it says her spouse... Uh, oh, they got divorced. Uh, they were married for 10 years. What? Yeah, 2009 to 2019. But click on his picture, Jeffrey Ar- Arnid. Their uh, <laughs> their relationship defies math. Like, I don't uh, I don't understand how she settled for him. Although he is on Madam Secretary, so you know. See, I guess. Maybe. And I don't I don't know why, but on Boston, there's like a side like column that has a TMZ story, so maybe one owns the other. Oh, interesting. Um, but, but I just I just see a headline from that that makes me chuckle. It's uh, Michael Rappaport calls out flawed COVID shutdown logic. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh because it's such a 
it's such a professional sounding headline and like it makes him sound like he's probably just like a very like he gives a a reasoned and impassioned speech. You know part of his reason is it don't add up. Yeah, exactly. But if you click on the video, it's going to be him being like Trump's a fucking moron. <laughs> I love Michael Rapaport. It's not this is not a uh Oh, I don't. This is not a in uh, indictment of him, but uh but yeah, he's not uh He's not a person I'd come to for a reasoned response to something. Or for a good season of Justified, either. Oh, see, now I didn't know he was on Justified. Yeah, he was very bad on it. Oh, well, he's not a great actor. Then what is he? He's a, a crazy he's guy. A professional internet. That's what he is. You know what he is? He's the fucking loudmouth drunk at the bar. He's that on, on Twitter and Facebook and social media. Basically, yeah. That's what he is. Uh, I'll tell you what I would have yeah. done. Before I leave the house, I'll check to see if uh, Michael Rapport has any more medical advice. You know what? Uh, you know what would be great is for uh, him to be on Bill Burr's podcast. I don't know if he's been on Burr's podcast, but I could see Bill Burr shitting all over him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know that Bill Burr has a lot of guests. Maybe every once in a while. He'll have some some comedian come on. Yeah, I don't know this Dwayne Martin. Um, he looks a little familiar, I guess, but you know, I've I've seen him in the background of some things. They got a picture of him behind Will Smith here. It actually just looks it looks like a photo of Will Smith, and then someone photoshopped not not Dwayne Martin. But a picture of Dwayne Martin behind it. <laughs> it looks terrible. Uh, I don't know why that exists, but whatever. They uh, he left her with seven dollars, huh? I guess well, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, uh, anything else going on with Bossup? There's a lot going on with Bossup, Mark, but yeah. I'm not going to read it all. Well, of course. Uh, here's the last story. Cardi B responds to. To backlash over her tone deaf tweets about buying an $88,000 purse during a pandemic. <laughs> who saw that coming? Now, I I am familiar with Cardi B. I know who she is. She's got uh, a wet ass pussy, I think, right? Rap snacks, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and rap snacks, correct. Um, But yeah, so I, I'm familiar with, with Cardi B. And I know that she, she tweeted out that she had family over. Uh, for Thanksgiving, and people were pissed about that, and now apparently she's tweeted about buying a purse, and people are pissed about that. Um, I'm going to take my unpopular opinion out <laughs> again <laughs> and wield it for everybody, just like I did with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't fucking care. Like, I, Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. It always seems like a bad thing to me. We should only be entitled to our opinion, Mike. Everyone else should shut the fuck up. But, but, um, like, yeah, she's got a lot of money because she uh, does music that you all people want to listen to. Um, All you guys out there fucking complaining about her buying this purse uh, gave her the money to buy that purse because she gave you music that made you happy or, or, or whatever, you know, like that you liked. Um, I don't care. Like she's got, she has more money than you. 
get get over it. I mean, should should things be more fair? Maybe, yeah, sure, probably. But does worrying about like what is she supposed to do? Uh, like buy the stuff that she wants her that she wants for herself, and then be like, I'm not, I'm never going to talk about it. Like people take pictures of their fucking meal and you know show everybody. Hey, here's this chicken tetrazzini that I made uh, today. And they all want people to be impressed by that. But if somebody uh, posts, if a celebrity posts a picture of them in a swimming pool and they're like, I don't have a fucking pool, grow the fuck up. That's my, that's my feeling on it. I'm sure it's not going to be a popular opinion, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't really care about that anyways. Oh my goodness. Uh, Strong opinions. Mike, I have strong opinions on uh, something else too. Also on Twitter. So, I don't know if you're familiar with, I wasn't, uh, a woman named uh, Ellen, Ellen Own Oh Hell No. Uh, no. If no. you want anyone that wants to follow her, but don't harass her because, you know, that's not on. But uh, she's at E L L O Ellen O. Hello, Ellen O. So I don't, she's an anti, according to her bio, she's an antisocial curmudgeonly writer of young adults and MG, I think that's middle grade, repped by, and then she gives her agent's Twitter handle, can be bribed with donuts, co-founder at Diverse Books, and whitewashed out, I have opinions. So she was in a conversation or talking about classic novels, and one of the things that she said was it's there's so many threads on this now, so it's hard to find. I, I, I want to f- try to find her exact words, but she was talking about Huckleberry Finn and she was talking about how racist Huckleberry Finn was and that she thinks that it's problematic uh, to teach it today. Basically talking about how she doesn't think that people should be reading Huckleberry Finn anymore you know, uh, penned by that very famous racist Mark Twain. <laughs> so, so she got a hell storm from people. Now, she also got uh, death threats and, like, threats to be raped and stuff like that, which obviously, you know, morons and sickos exist. So anytime somebody gets... Uh, Anytime somebody gets backlash from social media, these psychopaths are going to come out. And I don't condone the, the, those psychopaths at all. No one should be making those kind of threats. But at the same time, it, it does serve as pretty uh, effective cover for celebrities that said something stupid that now don't want to deal with legitimate backlash. from You know, they, they could get uh, 10,000 emails that have a well-reasoned argument as to, you know, hey, what you said is dumb. And then four people could be like, I'm going to fucking kill you, bitch, you know, and, and stuff like that. And they'll be like, hey, I shouldn't be getting death threats. And who, what are, what's everyone going to say? Oh, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, like, I mean, obviously that's a, that can be pretty effective cover, but it, it distracts from the point. Those people are always going to be there anytime somebody, you know, gets backlash. But why not address the actual substantive backlash that you got from well-reasoned people because it's a lot harder to argue against. 
But yeah, I don't what what I, and like I said, I don't I don't necessarily think that she shouldn't be able to to you know have her bad opinion and on on uh, on Huckleberry Finn and and other classic books. But at the same time, like she is a voice that it can be influential apparently for young adults and middle grade kids, and it's problematic to be giving uh, the impression that that book is racist to those kids when Mark Twain wrote it specifically to point out racism. <laughs> like, I mean, at one point she says something about, hey, you know, um, if you want someone to read Huckleberry Finn, they also have to read a book, like an anti-racism book, you know, next to it. You can't uh, take these things out of context or something. And I'm like, you're taking it out of context. You're saying, oh, the N-word's in this book, therefore it's racist, because you're taking it out of context. So I don't know. How do you feel about this, Mike, about people talking about Huckleberry Finn being racist? I mean, I, I, I don't, like you said, I don't think it's in the proper context. Yeah. Or they're unaware of the very concept of context. Apparently. And that's like, I don't know. Someone said. And there are things that, there are things that are bad out of context. Sure. Or even in context, like Roe Dahl, as we were talking about the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah, should we uh, Should we read that? Yeah, Mike sent, sure. me, Mike sent me this thing, this quote from Roald Dahl, um, which said... Uh, it's kind of funny, it's because like you were talking about, he was just like called out for it because his family put something like that on the website recently mm-hmm. and it was discovered. Yeah. But I mean, these are comments he made in like 1990. Right. Yeah, 1990, Roald Dahl says, quote... There is a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity. Maybe it's a kind of lack of generosity towards non-Jews. I mean, there is always a reason why anti-anything crops up anywhere. Even a stinker like Hitler didn't just pick up on them for no reason. (laughs) Now, I I know you said you don't see how that's controversial. Um But I, I, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty, you know, in any context, it's offensive. It's such, it's and also calling Hitler a stinker is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Of. Yeah, it's such a, and saying that he picked on them. I mean, my dad said that people picked on him for calling him cheater. <laughs> I think that the uh, systematic extermination of six million people is maybe more than a light ribbing. Could be, yeah. That's uh, um, <laughs> that's that's something else. Calling calling Hitler a stinker, like I said, my when I read that, the first thing that came to my mind was Bugs. Like I told you, Bugs Bunny dressed like Hitler, saying, "Ain't I a stinker?" <laughs> Which I just don't. Yeah, that's I don't I don't get it. I don't get why anyone would say that. Even if you thought it, I don't know why anyone would say it out loud. Hitler did picking on them. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, picking on the Jews. Picking on the Jews is like making fun of uh our our old teacher Mr. Eidelman saying um you know, things like, if you ever find yourself in Alaska, check out the icebergs. Right. They'd be cool. Right. That's picking on a Jewish person. Uh, putting Cyclone B, you know, mixing that in with our shower is uh, a little more than picking on them. 
a rogue also that was just a prank. <laughs> oh my god. James and the Giants uh mass grave. <laughs> James and the Giant Oopsie. Right. That's yeah, that's that's his book about the Holocaust. Yes. <laughs> and there's just like a blushing Hitler with one finger pressed against his lips on the cover. Yes. Did I do that? And his, and his dog Blondie is next to him. Yeah. Before he poisoned her and her puppies to make sure the poisoning is going to kill his wife with work. Oh my god! Why does that make it so much worse? I don't know, but it does. Oh, what a monster! <laughs> I mean, even you, a person like you gets off the fence at that point. You could hear, you could hear. You know, he killed six million Jews and be like, eh, I mean, <laughs> anti anything comes out of anywhere. That was just that was just picky on them, <laughs> but. But you hear that he he uh, poisoned his dog and her puppies. It just oh, it's just bad. Do you think uh, Hitler? Or do you think uh, Stalin killed more puppies? <laughs> Probably, but if so, uh, who would even talk about it? Right? Yeah. And they were just Russian puppies. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Plenty more of those come from. Right. They probably throw them at cars, anyways. <laughs> That's what they do over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. No one always confused me about the last Die Hard movie. <laughs> What's that? I don't know if you ever saw it. It takes place in Russia. That's why I thought. I did not see that one, no. That's why I thought of it. Uh, his son, it, it gets like, so his son, um, I think he's like, he's trying to like bust this international criminal or something like that, and he's in Russia. And they lose contact with him. So John McClane goes to Russia to find him. Now, at the whole, like the whole, so that's the setup for the movie. He gets to Russia, and then there's a couple different times, but most notably the first time he's in this car chase, uh, you know, in a taxi cab and in Russia. And these cars are, like, you know, uh, slamming into him and stuff like that. And he shouts at them. Hey, I'm on vacation. <laughs> he says a couple times he's on vacation, and it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> that I mean, maybe that was the lie you told work, but you're not on. You're specifically here to save your son. This is not a vacation. It's a line that doesn't make any sense, and it always bothered me. Uh, for an otherwise yeah. outstanding film, <laughs> I'm sure it's terrible. It's one of the worst. Um. It, it features Chernobyl, and it's somehow the biggest disaster featuring Chernobyl. Jeez. Oh, anyway. Um, so, yeah. To be fair, the man did have to live with a woman with a giant bush for years. Yeah. that. I mean, I guess that'll sap anyone's will to... Um, Therapy's expensive. ...to make movies. It's, it, it's so fascinating how little he tries. He really just puts almost no effort into doing movies. Sure. And why? Like, why does he keep making movies? Do you think he really needs the money? I think he just likes it. Something to do. He just loves the money. Yeah. Because I don't think he loves acting. I don't think he... I mean, I think he'd rather be a musician, but have you heard his music? If you think his acting is bad... (laughs) 
Yes, music's pretty bad. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, his music's pretty horrific. Um let's see. Well he's gonna be in um fuck he's got he's got six movies in post production. Oh wait, no, five. <clears throat> One's called Breach. One's called Midnight in the Switchgrass. One's called called Cosmic Sin. One's called Apex. And the last one's American Siege. Very good. Uh, are any of them about anything that that anyone's going to care about? See, he's he makes a bunch of these movies that go to, um, like, just go direct to, like, video on demand or whatever. In American Siege, Willis's character must take down a gang of thieves after they take a wealthy doctor hostage. Okay, so that's... That's going to be nothing. Yeah. Uh, Apex is an upcoming, uh, just says action film. That's all it says. Like, <sighs> I mean, what, what else would they be? Yeah. Well, Richard the Fourth starring. <laughs> this one, Midnight in the Switchgrass, is based on the true story of Texas's most dangerous serial killer. Okay. Huh, who's that? I don't know. It says FBI agent Carl Helter, Bruce Willis, and his partner, Rebecca Lombardi, Megan Skelter. <laughs> Megan Fox. Oh. Wow. Are very close to busting a sex trafficking ring. When they realize their investigation has crossed the path of a brutal serial killer, they team up with Texas Ranger Byron Crawford, Emil Hirsch, who ha- who has years on this case. When Rebecca herself is abducted by their target and her life hangs in the balance, Carl and Byron have precious few hours to piece together the last clues and put an end to the infamous truck stop killer. Oh, it's a fictional killer. Well, apparently the truck stop killer was Robert Benjamin Rhodes, uh, born November 22nd, 1945. Uh, And he was convicted of murder. Uh, his here's, I always love when they do this. Well, I mean, I don't love it, but uh, his victims, okay? Three to 50 plus. <laughs> That's a hell of a range. He killed at least three, maybe more than 50. Great. So I guess it's kind of a true story or based sort of on a true story. Um, I guess he was caught in 94. Never heard of him. Nope. He missed that. Uh, he missed that that big wave of serial killers in the seventies. That's when the the most yeah. famous ones came out. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's like uh, the music industry. You want to be, really be uh, famous in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. When you get all the credit. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like he was a punk rock uh, band, but it, it, you know he, he was doing it in ninety four instead of you know nineteen seventy four. Great. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so that's. Uh, uh, what's Breach about? Uh, it's an American-Canadian science fiction action film. Shot in Fitzgerald, Georgia. Always good when they tell you, when they have time to tell you where the movie was shot. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no there's no synopsis to what this movie's about. Just a just a um a picture of a generic-looking spacecraft above the earth. And then above that, superimposed, is um, Bruce Willis and uh, Thomas Jane's in this, <laughs> in this yes. movie. 
Oh. But we saw Thomas Jane, I walked out of. God, Thomas Jane. The Punisher. It was bad. Really bad. Yeah, Thomas Jane's not very good, in my opinion. He, he's he's not, no better than Ezra. No, not at all. He's been in a lot of bad movies. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, you got anything else, Mike? No. Yeah, I'm pretty much out of steam now that uh, I've talked about Bruce Willis. I feel like giving up the podcast <laughs> or putting no yeah. or putting no effort into it, Bruce Willis style. Um, well, that is our show for the week. Uh, if you have any questions for us, uh, shoot them over to us, massively at gmail.com or go on uh, Twitter, whatever you want to do. Um, other than that, uh, we will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.